You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our Living Newman, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. This is Mission Lab, and my name is Camille Brace, and I'm here with my husband, Sean. And this is episode 15, and today we're doing The Power of Story. We are indeed. So we're talking about the significance and the importance of, in fact, we would posit that it is one of the most important aspects of mission and discipleship, is listening to one another's story the critical nature of being familiar with each other and listening and just getting to know one another. I know it sounds kind of really silly and cliche and elementary, but the reality is many of us do not really know one another's story. And we may catch bits and pieces of it. We may pick up things here or there, but do we really, really know one another? And like someone's we, life story. Yeah, like their life story. Like we hear occasional stories about things that happen to people. But do we really, really know people uh, on a deep level? And do people feel like they are known? Um, one of the uh, things we've said before is that there is no greater reality than to be fully known and yet fully loved. And so... That goes for our relationship with God, but it goes on the horizontal level as well um, with one another. Like we can't feel known, we can't feel loved by one another if we don't feel known by one another. And part of that is uh, just having our stories be known and shared. And so we have uh, tried to implement this on a uh, on a missional community level. We've been and- doing that on a regular basis in our meetings, having people share their stories and kind of assigning someone. It sounds kind of funny, Mm -hmm. but um, Sean will be like, hey, you know, so-and-so, would you be willing to share your story next week? And it's been really neat to see because some of them, some of us who are a little bit more shy or, you know, that type of thing, like, oh, I don't even have a story. Like mine will be over in like two minutes. (laughs) And it's so great to see because they'll come and they'll start to share their story And it's way longer than what they thought it was going to be because, you know, as you start talking about yourself, you find more things to talk about yourself. (laughs) And um, so it's been really neat to see that not only has it gone longer, but then so many people have more questions like, well, well, you left out left out this part or you left out, you know, well, why did this happen or or -hmm. how did you feel about this? And so it was just really neat to see um, people impacted by that. And the other thing that I found really interesting is that um, in our missional community, one of the one of our friends had shared a story that was his story and he talked about a time where he was in college or high school he was driving his car with his sister in it and they were headed to school and they got into an accident and a train had actually hit their car and killed his sister and i believe he might have been like 16 at the time i'm not sure but uh just so eye-opening, uh, devastating, um, to find 
to find this out about someone who I've been to church with for four or five years. And it really just paints a bigger picture of who that person is and, um, and how their life, um, has developed and changed, uh, because of such a magnificent event Mm -hmm. in this person's life. And so I just really value that time that we're able to spend to actually take that time to hear someone's story, their life story of events that you wouldn't normally just talk about on a regular basis Mm -hmm. as you're meeting and greeting people at church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is too, by, by hearing people's stories, we can identify the ways in which the gospel speaks to their story. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, we can apply the gospel to their need and we can get specific. And, uh, you know, if somebody tells you that, you know, they're, uh, they're, they've, they're suffering loss or they're, they've grieved deeply over a, a great loss, we're not going to go then and talk to them about like, finances and be like, Hey, have you heard of, uh, the importance of tithing? You know, like that's not, so, so we know how to apply the gospel to their situation. And I just find that people feel valued and when they feel heard and they feel like they have importance, like they have significance that they have, uh, they have, you know, they have this, uh, this value, like I said, that when they, they know they're being heard, they're being validated, they're feeling like they have personhood and dignity when we when we share our stories or we listen to them share their stories. And similar to you, Camille, um, in the different missional communities that I've been involved with, because I'm currently leading two of them, um, just hearing people's story, like kind of from beginning to end, is very powerful. And you hear things that you never knew before. And there's been times where People in our missional communities have been uh, sharing their story, and I've been literally brought to tears. And I'd be like, "Man, I've picked up a few things here and there, but I never knew to what extent your life story shaped, you know, who you are today." Yeah, I think it also can give you an idea of where that person would like to minister themselves. So if they have mm-hmm have gone through grief of maybe losing a son or a daughter or whatever that may be, they're going to be maybe more interested in ministries that speak to those people Mm -hmm. and they can really be an asset in those, um, communities. Um, so I think that's another Mm -hmm. awesome way to look at it. You know, I used to think that listening to people, um, kind of earned me the right to witness to them later on. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put in my time. I'm going to get some change in my pocket so that down the road I can then have the right to speak to them and to witness to them. And then a few months ago, it kind of just dawned on me that no, uh, listening to people is not necessarily earning me the right to witness to them later. Listening to somebody is actually itself a witness because Mm -hmm. in this day and age, people, we don't slow down and we don't listen to each other. Um, you know, just in the world at large, uh, we're always talking past each other. We're always accusing one another. You know, the world is very polarized, and we're not we're not really listening to each other. We're just talking at each other. And so, to come across a person and a whole community, in fact, that says we're going to slow down and we're going to actually listen to you, not so that we can earn the right to witness to you, but so that we can validate who you are uh, 
and be a blessing and to be them. a blessing to them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just so many people in our missional communities, they have expressed to us um, how kind of gratifying and how dignifying it was to have their story heard and to recognize that people care about them. And again, it's not just this gimmick where it says, okay, maybe, you know, I can now talk to you because I've listened to you. Um, but I actually like this quote. I just came across it today. My friend Richie uh, Halverson, um, who's a pastor down in Mississippi, he put it on uh, Instagram. And uh, I've heard it before, but it, it just was very timely because I was like, oh, man, we're going to be talking about that in our podcast. Um, it's from Francis Schaefer, who was a uh, kind of a Christian uh, theologian and, and uh, practitioner in years gone by. Um, and he said, if I only have an hour with someone, I will spend the first 55 minutes asking them questions and finding out what is troubling their heart and mind. And then in the last five minutes, I will share something of the truth. So we as Christians oftentimes feel like, oh, we have the message to share and you listen to us. Mm-hmm. When I think Christ's example, you know, whether it's the woman at the well, he like asked her questions and and uh, he he interacted with her and listened to her. Nicodemus in John three, Nicodemus came and asked him questions. Now Christ shared with him for sure, but um, one of the greatest ministries we can offer as Christians is the gift of presence and the gift of listening and the gift of. Being attentive. Being attentive to people and being intentional. And I think that's part of what we're saying, you know, with our missional communities, we are intentional about making sure people have their story heard. Yeah. Um, I mean, we assign a time and... Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And and it's neat to see people come out of their shells for people who may be a little bit more shy. And uh, I'm just thinking of specific people that we've had share. And it's just, it's a huge blessing to me Mm. to be able to hear... Um, someone just talk about their life and where they've come from and, mm-hmm. um, and what has made them who they are. Mm. Yeah, I think, like I said, listening is itself is an incredible act of, of, of witnessing to the power of the gospel. And it, and it forces us, I think, to rely more on the Holy Spirit because we often want to have all the answers and we want to have the... Uh, you know, the words of comfort and encouragement. And certainly that's a part of it, but just being there in the last week or so, I've spent some time with a friend of ours that has been going through a lot of grief and pain. And, you know, I'm just there listening, literally um, just being beside him and literally holding his hand uh, as I, as I listen to his story. But, um, you know, it's funny because my aunt Shirley and uh, Camille, you know my aunt Shirley. I do. She is the type of person, like my dad, I think I mentioned in the past, my dad, um, she's the type of person where she's on the subway in Boston, and she will know everything about the person sitting next to her. <laughs> several people next to her. <laughs> yeah, several people sitting next to her. She just, t- she, she doesn't know a stranger. There's no such, she's never met a stranger. And I remember when I was younger, marveling at this, and I would always say, well, Aunt Shirley, how do you do that? How do you do that? And she would say, it's very, very simple. You just ask people questions about themselves because people love to talk about themselves, which is true. So it's just very simple, you know, asking the questions of, 
you know, where are you from? Tell me, you know, what you do for work. And then also getting into some deeper, you know, if the time is appropriate, and I'm not saying a stranger on a subway, but getting into some more impactful, deeper questions that will reach down into people's inner workings and so forth. It's funny, as you're saying that, I'm I'm thinking that um, it's always been very easy for me to meet someone for the first time upon like initial like mm-hmm. meeting and oh hi you know where are you from what do you do like mm-hmm. how many kids do you have like you know it's very very easy and i've always said that it's actually a lot harder for myself to meet someone the second time because you've mm-hmm. gone through all the pre- you've gone preliminaries all the preliminaries yeah but it's it's very good to be to think about being more intentional about asking those deeper questions about asking those mm-hmm. those life yeah. questions um, so that's a good reminder uh, yeah, for myself. I, yeah, I've been um I've been actually reading up a little bit lately on how to get deeper with people than simply now certainly it starts with those, you know, where are you from? What do you do for work? Tell me about your family. Those things are good, but trying to get down into deeper heart issues and emotional issues and um one question that stood out to me that I think is helpful is asking a person who was one of the most influential people in your life, you know, growing up and, and the most formative and why? And uh, that kind of starts can start the ball rolling as to, you know, what makes a person tick and uh, why, you know, they are the way they are. So just trying to look for resources that um, that can help you get deeper with people, I think is really good because people want to get uh, they want to be heard and they want to feel appreciated and, and understood. But of course, it goes back to, uh, we've said this many times, creating safe communities so that people can be vulnerable and they can share. Mm-hmm. And it is safe to share their story. It just, it's not wise to um, ask stories, ask people to share their story if they don't feel safe. And so, you know, that has to be worked through uh, at times. But, um, and these missional communities a, a, a lot allow that to happen. Um, we've said it before. Um, it can be very challenging in a larger setting, such as church, to be able to ask those life questions. Like, mm. you know, um, and I, I found it to be true in our missional community when we get together. I found it to be true in our, our small women's book club that we have, where that setting allows for people to be... Um, for trust to be given Mm -hmm. and for people to be heard and for you to do listening. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking as we were, as we were, uh, preparing for this episode, you know, what's a story I could share that kind of puts flesh on this whole, uh, this whole idea. Cause I know sometimes we leave things that's just theoretical and vague. Um, and, Part of it is we're just sensitive to people's journey and we don't want to, you know. Yeah, you don't want to overshare what someone has shared yeah, with you. Yeah. Um, you know, friends that have entrusted yeah. us with their stories and their and their life. But uh, my mind turned to my friend Pudge and uh, um, I texted Pudge. Pudge, I know you're a faithful listener of <laughs> Mission Lab. So hello, Pudge. And I've mentioned him once before. But so I texted him and said, hey, would you mind me sharing a little bit? I said, I don't even have to mention your name. Uh, any of your story really, but, um, but, uh, he said, oh yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and share it. So I'll just briefly share it. 
a little bit of uh, his journey and how this has been impactful for him. Uh, Pudge, I don't remember when it was, maybe back in spring of this year, 2017, he uh, was invited to join our book club. And um, he came uh, for the Your first time. Your men's book club. My men's book club. Not, not ours. Not women's ours. Sorry, book club. Pudge, you're not invited yes. to ours. No, you're not, Pudge. <laughs> I, I apologize. But uh, he came to our men's book club and, you know, really outgoing and, and friendly and talkative. And uh, I remember early on, I think it was the first time, you know, we were kind of all, all of us in our book club have some type of religious commitment and, and Christian persuasion. And, you know, Pudge was sharing just how uh, it had been a while since he had been involved in a church and he's considered himself a Christian, believer in Jesus, but, you know, didn't necessarily see that there was a need for, uh, you know, connection to a specific church. So, um, so a few weeks later, it was, it was rather interesting. We showed up to uh, where we uh, met for our book club uh, at a restaurant. And uh, for some, I don't know how it all worked out, but for some reason it was just Pudge and myself and Camille's brother Cameron that was there. And um, we usually have five or six, as many as I think seven who meet, but it was just the three of us. And it seemed like it was just... Uh, a perfect environment for Pudge to open up and he shared his story with uh, Cameron and I. And um, we just sat there and we listened. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully, you know, Pudge could share something different. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was saying that I want him on our podcast maybe in the next week or two. Yeah, so that'd be great. Pudge, Pudge could, could share his, his story uh, with, you know, our listening audience. But, um, I think, you know, Cameron and I gave a very sympathetic and listening ear, and um, I think it was a huge blessing to Pudge. And uh, um, as, I it, as it was probably to you, because oh, I feel like when people, we, we're always afraid to be vulnerable ourselves, but when someone is vulnerable with us, oh, man. Um, you actually just feel so blessed because Absolutely. they've entrusted you mm-hmm. and had you know, enough trust in, in you as a person to share part of their yeah. life with. And so I love that. That's absolutely, it was, it was probably more of a blessing to, to me than even Pudge. Um, and, you know, I, I'm thinking as you say that as a, a Brene Brown uh, in her TED talk on the power of vulnerability. And uh, she's talking about the, the importance of vulnerability and she basically models it in that talk. And it's very, very endearing. Because when somebody opens up and shares their story with with you, it's very, very endearing. And you feel a deeper connection and appreciation for that person. So um, anyway, so yeah, Pud shared his story. And I, I think he felt really heard and, and uh, appreciated. And we didn't push back because, you know, uh, I think, and as he said, he he shares with people that his story has had some ups and downs and twists and turns and things that, you know, he wouldn't want to do over again. Uh, but anyway, we listened to his story. And um, since then, you know, the journey has continued to uh, we've gotten closer. And I remember a few weeks later, you know, Pudge was asking me about our church. And I was thinking, oh, you know, he he'd said a few weeks earlier that, uh, you know, he didn't see a need for a church. And so we invited him to our missional community. And uh, he's been connected with that and uh, recently just sharing with me how, you know, he's felt so uh, blessed by our, our missional community and our ministry and, you know, 
starting to kind of identify with, with our vision and our passion and, you know, what can I, how can I get more involved and how can I be, uh, more, you know, you know, a part of this, this, uh, missional effort and endeavor. So, you know, it just shares, it just, which we love. It's so very exciting. It's very exciting. So it just reiterates in my mind, the idea that, you know, I'm not saying this is the only reason, but, uh, that's part of it. Feeling like you're valued and heard and, uh, people, still love and embrace you, even though, you know, none of our stories are perfect. And how much of a, of a mission field is needed in that area of, of literally just going on mission and listening to your coworkers, listening to, um, the person that's serving you food or listening to Mm -hmm. someone that you, your mailman or whoever, someone that Mm -hmm. you interact with on a daily basis, um, can be such a blessing mm-hmm. for those people. It just, I know we're winding down here, but you, what you just did spurned my memory that we have one of our other church members, James, who used to be homeless. And uh, he has a burden for the homeless population in Bangor now. Um, he works at a, manages a soup kitchen. And um, he said to me, you know, homeless people, one of the greatest gifts you can give to them is just to, listen to them, just Mm -hmm. talk to them about like, you know, they're asking for food, but just sit down at a bench in a park bench and for 10 minutes, just have them tell you their story. And that just, it gives them dignity and it makes them feel like they are a person. And uh, he's told me stories of people he knew who literally were on the verge of committing suicide. And somebody just came up and just started talking to them like they were a human being and it, it gave, it validated their existence. So, you know, that, that may seem like a, an extreme example, but it just, again, illustrates the power of feeling like you're heard and understood. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, the power of story, that's what our, our episode has been about, obviously, and just encouraging everyone. And the practical tip would just be slow down, Go out there Go out and there listen. And listen. Talk to people. Talk to your neighbor. Just say, tell me about yourself. It's very simple. I'm amazed at how many people don't know how to ask questions and don't know how to relate to people. And you can sit with them for an hour and they don't ask you a single question about you. Um, but God has given us, as the cliche goes, two ears and one mouth for a reason. We're supposed to listen more than we talk. So yep. that's it for this week. This is Mission Lab. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergang. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.